Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania, presented by PJ Dick. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Today's episode is part of the series, Better Project Outcomes, brought to you by Strategic Executive Consulting. This is an ongoing series of episodes from the Building PA Podcast, brought to you by PJ Dick. Hello, and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association, coming to you live from the Quandle Studio right here in central Pennsylvania. Quandle.com, Quandle Enterprise, a construction management slash general contractor slash your answers for your construction needs. So check them out, quandle.com. Joined as always by co-host Chris Martin. Chris, how are we doing today? Good day, John. I'm well. I'm well. I, I like that. The the uh, all-consuming Quandle construction that can answer everything that you have about construction. I like that. Everything. <laughs> everything. That's, yes. I like it. And, and, and those guys will love that too. So that's true. And Hi, everyone. This is Chris Martin, and I am uh, coming to you from the Stalwart Insurance Group studio in the western part of the state. And and, uh, I am with Atlas Marketing, and and we tell stories for people who build things. And for those of you that haven't heard about Stalwart, I just want to let you know that they are a health benefits and workers' compensation consulting firm, and they focus heavily on helping your company work through I'm sorry, not work through, but improve working capital for stronger management of a company's bottom line and focusing on the insurance spend. And you can check them out at stalwartinsurance.com. So, John? Yes. Right we are, you are there in that Quandle studio <laughs> yes, and, and loving it. We, we're in another series of the Better Project Outcome series, right? Yes, we are. We uh, we gave you a little teaser talking about all the different episodes, and uh, this is kind of episode one after we got the introduction out of the way. Yeah, yeah so well, talk, yeah. Talk about uh, communications a lot today. Talk about morale. Talk about all the good stuff you need on your job sites. I think we're, we're titling today uh, "Better Outcomes Through Improved Morale." It does. How important that is to a job site, we all know. And I think that this is uh, not only timely as we start to ramp up construction season here in Pennsylvania, but our our series sponsor, Strategic uh, Executive Consulting, uh, and it is led by Bob Dresser. And Bob Dresser, I'm sorry, Bob, I said you're, I, I threw in an H there. I apologize, Bob <laughs> Dresser. And uh, fire away, Bob. What do we got here? What, what are we talking about? We got one of my favorite topics, um, and it's all about improving safety, productivity, quality, um, your overall bettering your project outcomes um, through uh, enhanced uh, motivation, uh, morale, if you will. Um, And it's uh, one of our uh, company's top top revenue generators actually and it's catching on real quick 
and I guess by uh, motivation and, and morale and whatnot, I've had a couple jobs before. I've had a job once where I couldn't stand going to work, and I'd get there just in time and kind of couldn't wait to get out of there and, you know, had some leaders that, that I didn't appreciate very much. And we all come across situations like that. But I've been blessed with the 95% of my career just loving my job and loving being part of the team and really wanting to get to work, uh, get there at five in the morning and leave at five or six at night and, and really produce. And uh, uh, the, the difference is incredible. Uh, so, you know, it, it's awesome when an entire project site or an entire office, you know, if you have your functional staff in the office, obviously, um, I guess the cliche is a happy worker is a productive worker, but how true, how true it is. Um, and it really is. And, uh, I'm really pleased and, and humbled to come here and talk to you about, um, what we do and what the results are. I'm looking forward to it. I love this topic. I know the feeling too about, uh, you know, work increases if you like your job, if you enjoy what you do. And I love waking up every day and going to this Quando studio. It's a great feeling. So it's awesome working for KCA, uh, great company. But, uh, you know, not every company is like that. Not every job site's like, like that. So uh, insert the coach. So we need a coach like Bob to talk about building culture and and building the morale within the company. So, uh, I mean, what's the step one of this process? Well, step one is uh, companies realizing that that their morale may not be the best. Um, and, you know, companies and, and project managers and, and their superiors realizing that uh, that they need a step change in the culture if they will, if you will, of their job sites um, and want to learn more about it, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, what do they expect? What do they want out of their, you know, everyone in kind, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, besides the safety and quality, um, what are their productivity expectations, right? Because this having a, a real enhanced culture of a, a great site and pride in the workers um, and what they're doing will increase your productivity. And if you don't mind, I can give you two examples of what we've sure. done. Um, I, I was brought in uh, about six or seven years ago to a project that was in distress. It was significantly behind schedule, significantly over budget. Um, and, you know, it was a humble sized project. Uh, and the you know, after about two days on site, I said to the clients, uh, owners represented, I said, you know, this place needs a hug. You know, the, the workforce was depressed. Um, they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know why they were doing it. They didn't know really what they were building and what the purpose of the asset was going to be. And so what we did is we just went out and started talking to them and listened to them and, you know, what do you need? What, what is it? And about three or four months later, we had a real cooking, real uh, eager workforce that it was that improved productivity 12%, that safety went from a LTA of uh, 2.6 down to below one. Um, there was a culture of caring. Uh, there was a culture of family. 
Um, we had bulletin boards up saying what each foreman's crews were going to be doing the next two weeks and what they had done the last two weeks and, you know, created a bit of happy, competitive atmosphere. Um, they knew the project costs, not the dollars and cents, but the trends and the uh, percentages, uh, burn rate. So the communications aspect, and they really had purpose. Mm -hmm. And their wives and their families or their husbands and their families or their their buddies um, were, you know, oh, you work there? That's really cool, right? So you can turn that stuff around. Um, another project that I was, I brought in, I was brought in fairly early and we, we set up a, a communications program that was designed to enhance morale and create a um, great site culture and a community pride, so to speak. And uh, that project beat their estimates on productivity by 8%. Now, they did other great things, too, so I'm not taking credit for all this stuff, but they do acknowledge that there was significant impact on a, a real good communications and morale building program. Bob, you, you mentioned earlier some statistics on productivity, and, and it, can you explain how, you, how you've come to those numbers? Because I know so many times with our clients, we've talked about, you know, is if there there would be a great way to manage or, or not manage but showcase that productivity growth how, how do you do that so first of all i don't do it the clients okay. do it okay. <laughs> so Fair it enough. comes from them and uh but i work closely with the project controls group of the project uh preferably with the owner or the the people or the general contractor uh those are the two most impacted by uh, the two stakeholders most impacted by productivity gain or loss. Um, so these numbers come from them, not from me. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and, and so to follow that up, what, what is, you know, take it one step further, because you, you, you just shared with us some, some pretty impressive statistics from, from a job site. But, but what's the real benefit to having this, culture of caring that you talked about or this culture of family that you referenced? Great question. Thank you. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of benefits. Um, you know, we talk about workforce development a lot. When you have community pride about your project and, you know, you have workers leaving that job site on the weekend or, or at nights and they're talking to their buddies or they're talking to a uh, fellow craft or fellow supervision or peers at any level of the project, because this isn't just about the craft. This is about all the functional managers, all the functional uh, project control schedulers, you know, safety people, et cetera. Everyone wants, you want everyone performing happily and productively. So every word of mouth is going to get out. And that's why I mentioned community. People are attracting a workforce is going to be much easier if you're the coolest project on town, right? Um, your in re, your retention goes through the roof. Uh, the second project I mentioned, both of them improved dramatically in those areas, but the second project I mentioned had a retention of like 90, I think it was 98.6%. Their turnover was extremely low. I can look up that exact number, but that's, that's darn close to it. Um, you know, the, the reject rate or the quality, uh, 
statistics, if you will, um, even engineering rework, um, things like that improve dramatically when people really care about what they're doing and they understand the impact of what they do to others on the project, right? They know that I have to really be careful and do this right. Instead of just doing things fast because I want to improve my productivity numbers, well, guess what? If I do it fast, and I screwed it up and I have to go back and redo it, you know? So you really start, you know, as long as we communicate all the project goals equally, not just productivity, but rework, safety, uh, whatever the project uh, collective goals are, really broadcast them out uh, in various forms, uh, whether it's written or verbal or, or at a very project wide basis, or if it's just the foreman talking to their crew, make sure those key performance indicators or project goals are really communicated on a very regular basis. People do care about what they do and how it impacts the project and other people around them. I see a uh, constant theme here from your responses and, and from, uh, from this whole process. And that's, what? What's That's that? A, a strong, effective communications. Seems yeah. Like pays yeah. dividends. And, and I got a quick little story here to tell how. Uh, Good. Chris, Chris and I saw this firsthand uh, last summer. I think it was August. We spent uh, August 2020, you know, right in the thick of COVID. We spent a day on a job site. It was uh, the Penn State, Penn State uh, Hershey Medical Project in Central PA. The GC is BMA, Barton Mallow Alexander Joint Venture. And we interviewed six or seven different people. I forget how many. Um, and what? we talked to, we talked to, yeah, it was a long day. You know? <laughs> and we talked to a, a few apprentices and our questions related to the training program and all that good stuff. But during the conversation, I was saying how, um, were you scared to go to work because of COVID? Were you unsure? And was there any hesitation? And their response was, no, never crossed my mind. It was, it was daily communication from the project team, from their foreman. And it was just that culture that you're talking about, just that family. It, it was like a family job site. And, and it was great to see it action. So I guess that must be a benefit for you when you see a, a plan come together and, and the culture thrives and the benefits just help the project tremendously. Absolutely. I, I love stories like that. Um, you know, I, I hazard a guess that the productivity and the safety besides COVID and the quality of that project, if, if they indeed had that family culture, also was very good as well. And, and as, a, as a guest on that site, I can, I can re, uh, reinforce what John has said because it was, it was pretty impressive. Cool. Uh, and, and the level of communication that was there uh, from the moment we got on site to the, to the end of the day uh, it was Definitely. And, and like you mentioned, Bob, you know, those the, the project wide culture, it wasn't just what we saw in in the in the um, trailer, yeah. but it was across the whole project. So it, you can see that, you know, working specifically. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about like, how do you go about helping a project? you know, achieve these goals? You know, what did you do for the, for the, the two uh, examples you gave to us and how did you work through the, your process there? Yeah, well, I, the first thing I need to do is uh, have self-respect or respect my, mm. I have to have respect for the project and the people that are on it. And I need to put on my listening skills. 
And um, the first thing I do is start asking series of questions. And, and this all is scaled by need, um, fit for purpose, so to speak, depending on the project size, depending on the scope, depending on how many contractors are on site and subcontractors, et cetera, um, depending if it's IPD or, or hard dollar or cost. You know. So I need to listen. And um, I also really enjoy, and there's super value in just having half hour, 20 minute discussions um, with all, all ranks and file of the project, whether it's the project manager, whether it's the owner's rep or the owner's, um, you know, director, uh, you know, right through frontline supervision, um, craft, and you know apprentices of all kind all craft of all kinds um i treat every craft person equally whether they're a welder labor carpenter whatever because everyone matters right and at the end of the day uh you don't you don't work on cultural issues and issues like morale um by singling out anybody that'll only hurt people so um and then we just develop uh, and, and work with our client um closely um and just you know here's where i feel um some uh, great things you're doing uh let's just reinforce those or, or if at least not touch them um and here's some things where i think there's opportunity and from there you develop a scope of work and, and just areas where i can give some advice and uh yeah try to help them out and uh you know it, it's a bit of a battleship that you don't turn turn in an hour or two uh it takes some work and patience and perseverance and push and that usually starts at the top and works its way down through the supervision ranks um, it may involve simple things like news site-wide newsletters that might get into deeper things like uh, supervisory coaching, um, how to treat people and, you know, letting letting supervision know, you know, what what their uh, subordinates, peers and superiors think about how they can improve. Um, and we take everything, any every any improvement opportunity, especially at the personal level as an opportunity, because um, when you see people that used to be kind of gruff, no matter what level they are and a month or two later you see them coming into work really happy and productive it's just amazing and it, it it's a real feel-good situation uh, not just for me but i think everyone around so what i'm hearing from you is the days of screaming and yelling and getting in people's faces to to you know get this job done now it, it, it is over it's more of how can we work together it's it's more unity it's more uh teamwork Amen. It's, yeah. it's, you know, whether we want to realize it or not, it's been over for a long time. And that, that old school approach um, is detrimental, in my opinion. And I talked to you about that one project where I said this place needs a hug. It's more about whether we like it or not. And I love it. <laughs> so, so I, I'm there. But uh, um, treating people like you want to be treated you know neighborly love all that kind of stuff people really respond to that and you know what the people that don't you work with them you work with them you explain why you explain how you explain all that stuff you try to get them on board and ultimately you're going to have a very 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 small percentage 
um, that may be viewed as the cancer. And you're going to have to deal with that, unfortunately. But it's a huge opportunity and you have to give those people every benefit of the doubt and really, really uh, work extra hard with them. Because if you get some of those people to turn around, the whole project turns around instantly. Yeah. Yeah. And you you stole the answer because my question I was going to ask you before you answered it, which you just did. um, Construction is not the, you know, sunshine, rainbows and hugs and unicorns uh, industry. So (laughs) I was going to ask, how do you deal with the people that are just no matter what? I'm not going for that flowery crap. I'm not doing it. And you just answered it. So, that you know, that's that's fantastic. Um, yeah, if I, if I could respond to that, you know, this workforce development, I'm, a, I'm, on a, I'm on a few workforce development efforts, ABC, or, uh, ABC Keystone, CII, KURT, KCA, we talk about it regularly. But I'll tell you what, if you have a culture with great morale and a culture of caring on your project and within your company, and you're viewed as an outstanding cultural company that people love to go to work for no matter where that location is your workforce development concerns may not go away they're, but they're going to be minimized greatly people will flock to you and stay with you well said so so <laughs> i don't think people companies would admit they have a bad culture i don't know maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong there they they might not see it you know or maybe they see it and don't want to admit it yeah is, is it tough i mean do how do you how do you talk to them? Is it just sell them on the benefits and hopefully they come to terms and hopefully agree? Or <laughs> seem like yeah. it'd be a tough sell. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's uh, and you asked me where this process starts earlier, and it starts there. It's uh, it's it's uh, you know leadership doing a little bit of soul searching, and I I do not go into companies selling this. Um, People reach out to me saying, Bob, we'd li- like a little bit of help because we realize X, Y, and Z, right, that we need to improve on. Um, this is something that is gray matter. There is something, that's why I said I, I like to use what the client tells me uh, on these percentages and whatnot, because it, it's something that the benefits are very hard to calculate the impact of. It's it's gray, it's cloudy, whatever you want to call it, it's fuzzy. Um, but, um, there are a growing number of, uh, believers and that, that believe that, you know, having a great culture an exciting culture an energetic culture, um, really benefits business, no matter what the business is, but boy, it really impacts construction in a positive manner. And you know what? I see this, our, our world changing with the new exciting generations we have entering the workforce or we're trying to attract to the workforce. Uh, we're not going to attract them by being that grumpy old gal or girl or fella. You know, we, we, we got to have some energy because I'll tell you what, these generations coming behind us, um, I'm of the baby boomers, but the generations come behind us are very energetic, very intelligent um, they want to do things. They want to get things done fast and right, and they want their opinions heard. Um, and if you get to the point where your foreman is asking their crews, uh, Hey guys, guys and gals, do you know a better way to do this than I do? 
just the fact that you asked them is huge, right? So, um, yeah, that's just another example. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bob, let me ask you this. With with the information that you shared with us today, because this has been fantastic, how, how can people how can people get a hold of you? How can people learn more about this? Um, where can they go? Yeah, thanks. I guess uh, my contact information is on my website, which is strategiceccsult.com. Uh, sorry for that, but domains are hard to find these days. <laughs> but to make it to make it real simple for you, um, my phone number is seven one seven four five eight five seven six zero. And uh, no matter if I'm in the office or not, that gets forwarded right to my cell phone, so you'll be able to reach me easily. Great, good. That's we'll get good. it out. Yeah, we'll get it out there. And um, I, I, I couldn't agree more with the things that you've said today, because you know, just in my business on the marketing and advertising side, how important culture is to meeting deadlines and doing those things, and and really making sure that people are excited, especially today, you know, as we're coming out of a global pandemic, as we're coming out of those work from home and we're shifting back to, you know, in-person in meetings and those type of things, morale and motivation of you know, getting to work is so vital and so important. So thank you for sharing well, that. Um, if I could real quickly, John and Chris, yeah. um, Chris, I've listened to a couple of your other podcasts where you've been interviewed and um, you talk about a differentiator. You know, we all are safe. We all have quality. We all want to be on schedule and on budget. This is a huge differentiator and it's, it's reputation. Yeah. It's, it's clients will want to embrace you or you want to embrace a client because they have a cool culture, you know, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. No, that, that, I, I think that's a perfect way to end it. And thank yes. you. I'm glad that you've listened to some of the other, the podcasts that I've been on. So thank you, awesome. uh, John, go ahead. I, no, I was going to say in talent too. The field talent knows who has this culture, and you'll get a better, better <laughs> they, work. So. They sure do. Yes, <laughs> more than you may think. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, again, Bob, thank you for joining us. Uh, this is a, this is a, another episode in the Better Project Outcome series, and it is sponsored by Strategic Executive Consulting, and you can find them at Strategic Exec Consult. Dot com, correct? Yeah, correct. You got it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, thank you, John, and thank you, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining the Building PA podcast presented by PJ Dick. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook, and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.